Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, it's season six, episode five of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Joining me this week, my co host, John Seggles from Urchester. Good evening, afternoon, morning. And David Fornell from Sussex. Good evening. Right, um, we're going to talk straight. We're just going to talk about the Woolwich game, really, because that's the only thing worth talking about. Um, I I was at the game yesterday, and I, although I've got a view on the game um, and certain things, um, uh, I think I've largely remained insulated, I think, from social media and and what's been said about the game so i'm i haven't really spoken to anybody um about the game um other than the people who, who were there so um I, I your thoughts um would be a great deal of point of fascination for me so um who wants to who wants to kick, um kick this off Far away, John. oh well i was gonna i was gonna bow to you look at us being so polite um <laughs> It could have been a lot worse, and it could have been a lot better. Um, I, I, if you ask me, going to um, City and then Arsenal and coming away with two points from it, I, I think that's a fair result. Last season, we lost both of those, so I think it's a step in the right direction. It was um, a typical North London derby where both teams were going for it. I think it's a bit unforgivable to go two up and then to lose or to, to lose that that um, that lead, um, but all in all, I think both teams had shocking defences, and we looked the better going forward. Um, there was some outstanding performances. There were some weird choices from Poch in terms of um, player selection and subs, but um, all in all, yeah, another North London derby under your belt. There you go. And in the pantheon of shit performances this season, where 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 does this rank? I think it will. It wasn't Newcastle. I don't think Newcastle was. A, I wasn't on the Newcastle pod. I don't think Newcastle was that bad a performance. We have this tendency to throw away a goal, and then Newcastle did that thing where they just sat back and invited us on and soaked up the pressure. And they're well drilled, and they they got away with the result. Normally, we can break these teams down. Um, I thought yesterday's performance. I thought apart from. Our two full-backs, Rose and Sanchez. I don't know why Sanchez was there, and I don't know why Aurea wasn't playing. Is that the, um, is that the selection that you you, you referred yeah, to earlier? Yeah, I, 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 after after twenty minutes, I was asked, I was I was calling for Rose to go for Davis. I think he didn't have a very good game, apart from the the blocker, uh, the, uh, the clearance that he made. I think he was quite fallible through the game, mm. and um, Sanchez was they were they were targeting him because they knew he couldn't play in that position. But I don't blame him. For, for for that because it's not his position. He was asked to go and fill in in that role, um. So it, you know sure. he, he's never going to be the best. And it, you know against that that well front three, um. Well actually, Bamiang's shite. Pepe is shite. Um. Lacazette was looked like the only threat they had. To be fair, um. I think he he, he did as well as he could have been expected. 
Um, we need Foyth in there. We need Aurea in there. We need um, a specialist in that position, I think, badly. Mm. And I think that, uh, and Son, why he was taken off, I think the pace that he had was frightening them. And I think taking him off was a bit of a weird one Yeah. Um, from Poch. I was surprised that Mora didn't come on. In fact, you know who I would have taken off? Kane. Yes. Uh. Not a bad shout. Simply because I think more. I think more is best qualities are coming off the bench, and I think his pace would have would have um, unsettled them. Um, I think the pace of both him and Son together in the latter part of, part of the game. But then I suppose you can't take the thing if you can't take Harry Kane off. No. I don't think he had a bad game. I don't think he had a great game. I think he played fine. There was nothing wrong with that. But I think from a fo- footballing point of view, I think there there was a case for taking him off. Except you. Nobody would dare take him off because it's Harry, Harry Kane. Although, if it was Man City, they would take off um, Aguero and, and bring on bring on Jesus. And I, I, we seem to be Harry Kane seems to be a bit of an untouchable. This is, by the way, not a criticism of him as a player, but more so the fact that I think we have other options, and I think sometimes we 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 need to look at the bigger 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 picture. No, I think that's a fair shout. I'd also we'd also. Um... Say that if it wasn't for 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 an inch or a centimeter, we'd have been talking about him being the match winner. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, David. Well, um, uh, interestingly, I I picked a side before the game, um, and I picked. This is what I thought that Potch would pick, not what I would pick, but I did put Sanchez at right back, and I thought that's what Potch would do. I my feeling about Urie was one or two he's either not quite fit still or my suspicion was he didn't want him injured with the transfer window still open today um where he was trying to get him out the door um that was that was my sort of reasoning um yeah it it was clear right from the start he was a fish out of water at right back it was a shame i felt sorry for him he, he did what he was asked to do, um, play right back, and he wasn't going to overlap. He was never going to give us that, unfortunately, a, a full-back um, going down the wing option um, or getting crosses in. So that that was a great shame. Um, Rose, I, I, I'm just watching the game again tonight um, or this afternoon, and I know a lot of people criticise Rose again. I know Javi's not your favourite player. No. Um, a lot of people, I mean, Alistair Gold gave him only three points, three out of ten. Um, I watched him and I thought, well, he's done a lot of last-ditch stuff. He was giving the ball away. He's not the Rose of, of a few years ago, I, I grant you. But I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I see Davis coming in soon. I just don't think Davis has been quite match fit yet. But I, I, I see him coming in probably for the Palace game. Um but other than that, you're absolutely right, John. This, if you try and take too much of of how uh, how Spurs are at the moment from a game like a North London derby, you're wasting a time. It was all over the place. The game. It was good, expansive football. It was great for the neutral. Um, if if this was Liverpool and Everton, you'd say, of paper, you'd say, well, Liverpool are going to romp this. But it's the big derby. If this was a Manchester derby. Mm. It will be closer than it should be, maybe at the moment, on paper. And ours was closer than it should have been. I did think we looked quality when we went, when we pushed on. And I think Arsenal, one of their tactics was to get into us and 
irritate us. Um, there was a lot of throwing themselves around and just little pushes and little bits and pieces all the time disrupt us. And, and I quite like that because it meant that they were very concerned about us. So I, I, I think we'll go on to talk about Xhaka later on. But um, in the end, 2-2, probably, uh, I bite my lip on this one, but probably a fair result. Yeah. Um, you know, we we could have we could have snatched it with with we had a, we had a few chances just to slip the ball through the right ball or the right pass. Kane had one on his left. It was brought to him for some odd reason. He didn't pull the trigger. He turned his back to it. He was almost on the penalty spot, and I don't know why he didn't hit it. Just one of those things. Just Lack one of those confidence, things. perhaps. I don't know, but yeah, there was one. It should have been a first time shot, and it would have gone in. Um, what was pleasing is that we did open them up and we did create chances and we could have hit them on a break. Better, better pass selection in the final third and we would have been through. Um, anybody but Sissoko on the end of them, we would have had other goals. Yeah. Jav, how, how was your view from inside the stadium? Um, I was qu- it was quite low down. So, the, so for this first, first visit ever to the Emirates, I've, I've gone past it a few times, usually on a train leaving King's Cross and you can see the ghastly thing um, and uh, yeah it was my first visit from the outside um, it looks it looks a great stadium it you know, look, looks look, looks a modern stadium um, it is a little bit remote in its location it's it's very few stadiums if any are like um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or White Hart Lane or, like, White Hart Lane or whatever you want to call it in that it's on the high road um, so a little bit remote. Remote inside, it wasn't too bad. Um, there's been a lot, lot said about the atmosphere and and the view and what what not. It wasn't too bad. I was quite low down, so I didn't, it, you know, I didn't have that aerial view of the game. Um, are they yeah. sponsored? Are they sponsored by Armitage Shanks, Arsenal? You've, you've <laughs> lost me. <laughs> they make toilets, Jeff. Oh, okay. Armitage Shanks. <laughs> Sorry. Good. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I well, it you... certainly was one big toilet. It was one big horrible cesspit, and um, yeah, that, I, you know, as for, as for the game, I think that um, I think we, you know, we did we did before beforehand. I think we, we would have all taken a point um, under the circumstances. That we we don't have a good record over there, and um, uh, I. Don't... You know, it's just obviously disappointing going two 0 up and then um, and then Arsenal coming back into back into the game. But they had a goal which was you know disallowed. Um, it, it was clearly offside. Um, it was the right decision. VAR to the rescue once again. You know, or, or maybe on another occasion that might have gone against us. That we... didn't go to VAR. That was the lino that ruled that yes. out. There was, Did he? There was okay. no VAR right. in it at all. Right. Okay. Um, but, but, but VAR was used subsequently to confirm okay. the decision, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they showed a quick clip of it yeah. and the, angles, okay. the angle of the dangle and things like yeah. that. Okay, so he'd already arrived, arrived at that decision. And fine. Yeah. Um, and then we hit the post with Kane. Um, the penalty late on, again, the penalty decision, I think that was, that was, to me, that was a push. And I had a very good view of that. And it looked to me like a clear penalty. Um, and I think Martin Atkinson was a bit like Mike Dean the other week, just a diabolical referee. I, I, I thought there was lots of decisions which which he made, which were just scandalous, really. Um, um, I, I would agree. 
I would agree. Um, um, and I know we've got questions coming up on that. Um, for for me, from a lot of the build up to the match, there was a lot of talk about you know Liverpool, the Liverpool game and Arsenal. They you know how well Liverpool did. Liverpool stopped playing and made Arsenal look a lot better than they were. And I think a lot of the media were hyping Arsenal just to come out and absolutely spank us. Um, yeah. I know Paul Merson the the, the, the said four one or whatever. And I don't think it was ever going to be that. And I, th- I think, you know, the, the Newcastle result flattered Newcastle and the, the Liverpool result for, for them it almost, do you know what I mean? It, it sort of played into their hands. It built up the, the media narrative that Arsenal are back and blah, 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 blah. And I think the 2-2 the was a, a fair reflection of where both teams are. We're both going to be competing for, that, for those top four spaces at the end of the season. And yeah. it's that consistency that we've got to yeah. show to get there and I think um, both teams are going to drop points along the way where they perhaps shouldn't and both teams are going to pick up points um, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and points of good, good performance I would like to think that we are better and superior at this point in time and we will have that consistency and, and finish what, above them what I, what I would say is from our point of view is our defence can get better because we've got other people to come into those positions that were, were, were worrying in We've got um, Davis to come in for uh, Rose, and we've got Foyth and Aurier possibly to come in for, unless he's sold in the next couple of hours in the, yeah. when the window's shut, or is it shut, um, to cover for those positions. Arsenal's defence can't get any better. They haven't got any more people, and it's fucking shit. Yeah. They, they, they will get ripped by people. They really will. They, they, their midfield as well can't get any better. They, that, that was their, that's their best team that they had out there and you know that's shocking so I I, I think they're they're in for a bit of a torrid ride do you know who I was impressed with Um, and I only mention it because we we were linked with him um, over the summer Um, the Spanish lad who they've they've got from Madrid Ceballos Ceballos yeah yeah. when he came on he he looks a player He he looks a decent player Silly bollocks. Um, yep. But as you say, I think that their defence is weak, and, and unless they, they're able to strengthen in, in, in January, um, that's not an area they can improve on. And, and their goalkeeper, whilst I think generally I think he's a decent keeper, he should have done better on the, on the first goal that, that, that we scored. That well, was a was weak a, parry. There was a couple he parried right in front of us and should have done better. And I thought we, when um, Ericsson had that free kick, uh, he did actually. He did very well with his free kicks. He certainly tested him. Yes. But and, I yeah, wanted um, to. See, I wanted to see that ball bouncing right in front of the keeper, so that he parry it out again. It was yeah. made that moment. His, his confidence is not good for that sort of thing. But it was high and it was easy for him to to parry it a long way away. He he, he was definitely a, a yesterday a slight weak link. He he didn't look comfortable. He looked nervous. And I thought we could have tested him a bit more. In essence, I'm not worried about our, our, how our season's going to pan out. After three games, it's we've gone to two of the most difficult places that we're going to go away to this season in City and Arsenal, and we've got draws and we've got one silly result at home. I don't, I don't see, I don't have any cause for concern. There were some good performances there, and there's some players that will, um, the the cameo for Lo Celso, for example, I think after the international break and when he gets firing and integrated into the team, I think he's going to be a good addition to the squad. And I loved how he was giving it to Xhaka. Um, he showed some heart there and he showed, I think he's going to be a good one. I think Poch will get the best out of him. Yeah. It's very easy to look at, look, look at the four games we've played and, 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 and be despondent about it. And 
I get why people are like that, and I and and you, because you know the performances, the results, the the the, the fact that we've had this. You know, we we still haven't won away from home in the league since whatever it was, Fulham, in January. It, which is, by the way, bizarre because if you recall, when we beat Fulham in January, that was what I think it was like eleven or thirteen or something, some some record that we set um, in terms of the number of yeah. away wins. So we've we've gone from that yeah. to suddenly the. The, we only the, we only just sneaked that as well with Wink's late goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, but no, but yeah, I mean, true. yeah, but but but, but anyway, overall it was good, and and you look at it now, I think we've, um, I read somewhere that the last time that we had we hadn't won in as many, I think it's eight away games or something like that. You'd have to go back to twenty twelve. I think the calendar year twenty twenty twelve. I don't know. I don't know if that's under AVB or, or Redknapp. Um, there's all of that, and you know, and the general discontent, and and the performances have dropped off. This, that, and the other. But if you look at the four games, as you say, a point at City, point um, at Arsenal, these are good, good, good results. Um, and you've got them at, at those games out of the way. Um, Newcastle game is one of those that we just lose. We teams just lose. You, you don't expect to lose it. It's like City last season at home to Palace. On paper, City are going to win that always, but but on that day that they, they they didn't. And we've had plenty of those games at home, even at the old White Hart Lane. Maybe not in the final season, but in previous seasons um, under under Pochettino, before that under Redknapp, at home where there were teams we would expect to beat, and 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 we didn't. And the Villa one, yes, we were poor, and yes, we left left it late, but we still won. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully we will we will push on. We've got two questions on the running order, which are pretty much the same thing, and I think we've sort of covered this to some degree. Firstly, Matthew uh, Moroni, his Twitter handle is at Matthew Moroni six. Moroni. Mar- Moroni. Apologies. Hi, for... Sorry for pronouncing your name wrong. <sighs> yeah. Is that is that good? Is that good result? Is that a good result or a bad one? Before the game, I would have settled for a draw, but after being 2-0 up, I am disappointed and happy at the same time. And then a similar sort of thing from our own Zoe Pearson, her Twitter handle is at Z underscore Pearson, THFC. She says, it's a feeling that after that, one of the tinge of disappointment or potentially getting something more or one of relief at taking something from a Premier League, from another Premier League rival. Well, it's a glass half full or a glass half empty, isn't it? Really, um, I, I, when, it, when it's when you're going two nil up, and and you're looking to control the game, and it and it didn't happen, and then you concede one right on half time, and that you knew. I, I'm sure all Spurs fans. Oh no! Right here we go. We're going to get battered this second half. We're we're going to draw or lose this now. And I'm sure the vast majority of Spurs fans were feeling that because that was such a poor time to concede. And in that, amongst all that, I, the one little uh, part I, I blame poor old Sanchez, but he panicked and he never cleared it properly. And then it came back in. And yeah. I, and, yeah. And, and, and good old, um, um, you know, the, the Arsenal player, Lacazette, he did finish it well. I couldn't blame the defenders too much after that, but we brought the pressure ourselves. We were stuck. They, they brought the panic to us, and we bought it, and we carried on panicking with the ball. And it really did want that ball to go into to row Z. Uh, had we should have just a... given it to Sissoko then? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, poor old Sissoko. Look, I, I, I'm going to come come to that part now. With 
you've got certain players in a team that do have certain jobs and don't ask them to. It's like Ericsson. His job is to be the creator. Don't ask him to head it and don't ask him to go in for a hard tackle. It isn't going to happen. So we're not disappointed. And Sissoko is in that sort of range of a player where we turn around and say, can you, can you help out Sanchez at fullback? He did that and he did it very well. He worked hard. He is a beast. He, he, and I've always said he hurts people when he goes in because he's so strong. Gets the ball. He gives it easily. What a, well, you probably could blame him is when he made that brilliant run down the pitch and enters into the edge of the box and he gets played in. And you, you, we all knew it. Here we go. Woof. Up he goes, as you say, to Rosehead. Oh, if that, I, if that was on Dembele, who will play in that sort of position, and, and we might get to rest Isoko on the occasion, I would be very confident that Dembele will start to hit targets by, by the looks of him. He won't be the panicker. But that's not what Isoko does. So there's no point really... Bl- I know it's right. I mean, you're, you're paying the guy £70,000 a week, whatever it is, uh, a lot of money. Surely he could shoot. But he can. He, it's, it's very difficult to train somebody to not panic. That's what he does. He panics, and he knows what he's going to do with it. It goes right through his mind that second, as his foot goes back on the trigger, that his brain says, "Now's the time to panic. Now's the time to panic." Bang. There, there was there was an opportunity just before that where I think he was through on goal, and he tried to pass it to somebody, um, and he made an equal hash of that. Yeah, um, he did. But I, 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 I fully sympathise with him because I, I just had a strange pre- premonition that if he did try to uh, take a shot, it will it will be Anfield all over again and it will end up in Rosehead. And lo and behold, a few minutes later, he did try to take a shot and, and that's exactly what, what what happened. I mean, he's it's unfortunate that, that he finds himself in, in, in those situations. And one player that you, you, you don't want to be in that, in that scenario... And then, lo and behold, it's it's um, it's dear old Sissoko. Um, a qu- question from listener Delphine. Um, she, I presume, or he. Um, how did how did Jacko? We're, we're, we're a broad church here, Jared. We're could, a broad church. Could be anything. How did how did how did Jacko get away with eight tackles before being booked? All the yellow cards, yet our players got booked first time. Lesser infringements. Um, if I come to you, John. Uh, Martin Atkinson um, and Gra- uh, Graham Roberts today had a, had a bit of a rant saying that referees have got it in for us and and and, and referee our games and us um, to a different standard than they do other sides. And I'd say that was pretty fucking obvious yesterday. The way that um, the decisions went against us. Uh, Jack, uh, the the commentary yesterday um, on Sky. Um, I think it was either Gary Neville or, or, or one of them on there said that he was he was proud of the way that Xhaka kept on getting away with not being booked. He wasn't even booked for the penalty decision. He should have had a yellow card for that. He constantly fouled our players and got he he, he was fouling our players and as he was committing a foul he was putting his arms out and uh, to say oh that's not a foul and he got away with oh, it was just so infuriating that he didn't get a booking and uh the but the issue is martin atkinson martin atkinson is a shocking referee he was the on var um last weekend and he was the one that didn't give the tillemans foul as a red card 
So that tells you all you need to know about his decision making. Um, the le- VAR should be there to, to eradicate these things, clear and obvious errors. And every single one of those was a clear and obvious error. I don't, the, the Harry Kane penalty at the end, what was your view on that? I'm, I, I, he play, I think Harry Kane played for the foul. I think it was a bit of an obvious one. Um, but I, 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 honestly, Xhaka was far. If, if that, he was one of those players, if he played for us, we would love him. But I fucking despise him. He's a he's a meat-headed, slab-faced twat. Uh, and that felt good to get that off my chest. Uh, he's he's he, yeah. Xhaka is a player that, as you say, if he was playing for us, you'd like. But he he does get sent off a lot. He is actually a, a, as much as he's an advantage at times for Arsenal. He's also a massive massive liability. But we rely on referees. That's what we rely on now, that, that referees will see these incidents and will give them the yellow card. Now, Rose got booked quite early on. Um, Lamella got booked and they were treading a tightrope and Xhaka wasn't. That's the difference. And that made a big difference in the game that Xhaka could carry on. with. And there were, there were a number of occasions, these fouls, they could have gone to yellow card. I am quite hazy with the... Uh, and I actually agree with you, um, John, about... Carrie Kane, he did manufacture the um, coming together a bit more. I mean, there's no doubt he came towards him. Uh, that wasn't Xhaka, was it? That was um, Socrates. Um, I think, wasn't it Socrates? Yeah, was yes. it? Um, he, he, he came into him as well. And, and Kane was aware of him there. And he put his hands on his shoulders and gave him a bit of a push. Not a big one, but he knew what he was doing. So crazy, right, give him a little push. Because he was about to pull the trigger on his left foot and he weren't going to have that. So he was just going to push him to one side. And Kane saw it or felt it, but he made a straight leg jump, which didn't look good. And that, I think, cost him that straight legged dive in front. That looked like he was looking for that, that penalty rather than trying to stay on his feet. Um, it's a difficult one. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. A, a VAR would have looked at it, but uh, they wouldn't have said anything. But I think, as last week, um, that Atkinson would say on his radio, which apparently they do do, he said, no, I, I, I don't need that looked at. That is definitely not a penalty. And they won't see, VAR will not see that as a clear and obvious error, which I understand. And I think it's right. I, I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't complain about that, but I would more complain about Atkinson's inability to um, really have gotten top of Xhaka uh, earlier on. And, and he was able to control the game a lot more um, with impunity almost. Yeah. I think the, if VAR looked at the penalty last week again, well, it did look against the, the penalty against Harry Kane last weekend and didn't give it when that was more of a blatant one than this weekend. Yes, it um, was. The, the one thing I'd say about VAR, and I don't know your views, I can't think of a reason why we cannot hear the feed that the referees are having to the VAR. I think I, that should, that should yeah. be available to listen to. We should... Uh, uh, it might not... In, in a stadium, it might, might not work very well, but on TV, we should be able to hear that. We should be able to listen to what they are saying. Yeah, they've, they've spoken about it. They were asked a question at the meetings about whether it's going to be broadcast, uh, any um, conversation. And they said they've got no plans at the moment, but probably will do in sometime in the future. 
But I think I think they're waiting till they fine tune it a bit more because it could be nothing worse at the moment if they're making a right cock up of it. Which and, they are. Which well it, it, was, it, it needs tuning, it needs sorting. Of course it does. Of course. I don't think anyone ever thought. I mean the, the stat was we were talking about VAR again. The stat was that referees get ninety six percent of the decisions correctly. And that four percent within that four percent is a real um barama within it where where they miss something in the penalty box and that's that's terrible we want that sorted i.e maradona's handball hand to god we need that sort of that's what people want to see um put right but var only brings it to 98 percent, not 100 so of the people who like controversy they've still got the controversy as you see but it will be fine-tuned it, it, it you can't change it as it stands because it's a level playing field for your 38 games for the season. So it's got to remain that. And we can only discuss it again at the end of the season and, and bring in. I know other countries have, have got mixed views on it. Some don't like it. And, and you know, because they've had it before us with a, with the last of the major leagues to take on VAR. In in rugby, we can hear what, what, what the ref yeah. says. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't see why I can't, can't have the same in football. And... Yeah, maybe that maybe maybe the audio part of it wouldn't work very well in 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 in, uh, in the stadium. But at the very least, they could they could have the pictures. I don't know, I don't know why why we don't get get the replays. And weirdly, so I'm just going off on a tangent here. But um, does anybody know why at, at White Hot Lane, the old stadium, um, on the big jumbo screens, they wouldn't play replay any of the goals or any controversial decisions or anything after like a goal had been scored. Um, and the reason was something to do with, um, I think it was just that they feared that um, it would cause some unrest amongst amongst the fans. Now, at City, a couple of weeks ago, the Etihad yesterday, as soon as we scored, as soon as they scored, the goals were replayed, so you could see it on the screen. I think possibly at Wembley as well, last season, when, when, when the season before, when we played home games, that was the case. Um, but in the new stadium, I, I'm pretty sure they don't, they don't replay any of the goals, which is a bit annoying. They do at half time, but they don't subsequently once it's scored. Um, anyway. They don't. Do, they don't do it at Old Trafford. I don't. I don't show no. the goals. No, because they've got any screens. They've got any screens. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I, I did think Kane okay, won. I'm calling that a penalty. I'm like, it, that happened in front of me, and, and it looked it looked it looked like a push and. Um, Subsequently, I've seen it, and I, I, I think it's a pen. Yeah, it's not not as clear cut as last week's, which definitely for me was a pen. But yeah, um, yeah, there you go. Um, question from Mark Stoll: Do you think the general fan base have decided on Sanchez and Lamella as this season's scapegoats, or is there a possible late entry from elsewhere? So, um, just to, I mean, there's two parts to it. There's the actual question, and there's the underlying thing, which is Sanchez and, and what happened yesterday. So within the I could tell you the view from within the ground, and the general consensus um, was that Sanchez didn't have his best game, that he made a lot of mistakes, that he was um, watching the ball and not what not watching the man and, and losing his marker a few times and not not being very aware of what, what was behind his sh- shoulder. There, there were a few times when Lacazette or a, 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 a Pepe, any, any one of those would sort of peel. 
yeah. to his shoulder and 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 and, and, and exploit the space. And uh, he looked shaky. Now, in his defence, he's not a right back. You know, he's he is a centre back either in a in a back four or in a back three, sort of sweeping up. Um, I think Pochettino mentioned that he had played right back before in Colombia. Um, for his, whichever league team he, he played for there, um, but you know he's not a right back in this defence. Having said that, he's asked to play. He's they've, they've trained on it. He's he, he's been asked to, to play in that position, and it's just it's basic defending, regardless. Um, and I think that was that was disappointing. Having said that, you know he had one bad game, and I mean, he had a, he made a few decisions early the season that, that cost us goals. I think collectively him and. Him and Rose were, were, were at fault for the goals we conceded against Villa and, and, and Newcastle, but I, I, he's a decent player. And for me, I don't think I don't think he's this season's scapegoat. I think Lamella, unfortunately, I think a lot of fans never have really warmed to him. Some some fans like him, a lot of fans fail to see that. So I think Lamella will continue to be. This figure that divides opinion, and as for late entries, oh, this is awful that we've been discussing this. Um, as for late late entries, I I can see the likes of Ben, because again, I think fans aren't fully appreciative of, of what he does and don't really understand him, and, and just think that he's slow because they compare him to Danny Rose, who's obviously faster and more dynamic, and and there's a perception that 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 Danny uh, that, sorry that Ben is just not good enough and he can't cross the ball and his his assists are less which actually they're not um and he gets thick Winks is another one strangely who I thought had a decent game yesterday but again he's one that fans seem to or some yeah. number of our fans seem to give stick yep. so that that's how I see it I don't, I don't know about any other late entries but I think that there's certainly there's there's always a few well, years ago few, few years ago Sissoko yeah, it, it, yes, yeah, and, and um, he was all over the place, Ahsoka was, for a little while, but uh, it, it marks right to ask the question. I mean, what you're seeing is social media, and of course, as people get frustrated, um, Spurs fans, they need somebody to attack. It, it's it's their natural reflex. Um, that's the, the glass half-empty people, and and I, I, it annoys me. I mean, I, I, I blame, I say blamed Ericsson, I said little while ago, which surprised you, Jeb, when I said if Eric sort of played on the Champions League final, I think we'd have won. Mm-hmm. If he'd have played his you know, game. And it sounds like I was blaming him, making him a scapegoat. Not at all. Not at all. It didn't happen. But it's own high standards. And that's how I see it. If I'm commenting generally on people, you know, I, anybody yesterday, I have no problem with any, any of the 11 that played. I thought Lloris had an excellent game. I thought Winks was brilliant out there this was a hard game of all games to have to hit the ground running poor old Sanchez is playing against Arsenal that got quick lads and this Pepe on, wide on the wing poor chap you know it's, I wouldn't blame him I wouldn't blame any of them so don't you know you're throwing again throwing the baby out with the bathwater when you when you get cross with it because we gave away two goals um, and, and let them right back into the game it happens it's just the way it is, and, and, and it's a perspective, as you say. Last season, we lost um, to Arsenal, and we lost to City, so we, we were actually, in, in one sense, two points better off. So, I can't remember what we did at home to, to uh, Newcastle last season. Did we draw or something silly last season? Uh, we beat them 1-0 at Wembley. I think oh, we won there. Was it Sun, late goal from Sun, possibly? 
Yeah, it might be. So, so we're maybe a slightly behind on last season. So it's not, it's not so terrible. But yeah, stop finding scapegoats. I've seen people having a go at Kane, um, and and I don't think he did anything particularly mm. wrong yesterday. I mean, he could have pulled the trigger with his left foot, but you know, stand up, stand up, the man who doesn't make a mistake. I know these are the ones sitting on the bench. So, yeah. No, it's it's an awful. It's 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 it's, it's one of the things that really annoys me. It's 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 it's, it's absolutely awful. Um, John, who's your scapegoat for this season? At the moment, um, the the one that I'd point the finger is, is Poch making some odd decisions. Um, but he's made them in the past. I remember when it was his son started at left back against Chelsea in the semi final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so play a back three with um, you know and, and stick Davis and Sanchez in front so there's a bit more protection or or, or Sissoko or whoever I, I I don't think there's any scapegoats yet this season four games is too early to, to and I wouldn't want to scapegoat anybody because I don't you know I th- thought Lamella had a fair performance yesterday I thought Winks was very good and I've seen yeah. a lot of people chastising Winks on social media I thought he had he was he was very good um, uh, you know, uh, yes, Kane was a bit quiet yesterday, but again, like I said, an inch the other way, and we're talking about him being the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, Ericsson had a very good game. Son had a good game till he was taken off. Why was he taken off? I don't know. You know, again, that's Poch's decision. So if if anybody, I think Poch Poch is the one. I think now the window's shut and we're all settled down um, yeah. post the um, the the the, Euro- the internationals that are coming up. Um, yeah. I think uh, we'll, you know we'll, we'll start to hit some form. Kieran Trippier, there you go. That's my one. <laughs> yeah, um, we could we could have done it. We could have, we could have done yeah. with somebody at right back yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I did. It crossed my mind. Well, actually, yeah, that with Trippier gone, you do think. Yeah. 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 Well, but this is again. This is so much about what we don't know. What has happened behind the scenes? What's happening behind the scenes with Toby, with Jan, with with, with Ericsson? I mean, all these players are all. In, in a sense, Poch sees them as disruptive and he's almost punishing them. He don't like it. He, he likes a team that are happy and are all pulling for each other. That's what he demands. Mm. And, and you can see. But what I say, he had apparently dinner, didn't he? Well, he did have dinner with Levy last week. And he came out of that very upbeat. And even with the two-all draw, there was definitely a skip in his step. He looked much happier. So I've got a feeling something's happened at dinner. He's, uh, he's demanded something from Levy and he's getting it. Um, so I'm hoping that's going to bode well. Maybe it's a good contract for one of the guys. But um, um, I say we, we've got another half an hour on one of the windows, um, which is, uh, I think it's Italy. And then Spain and that about 11 o'clock, I believe. Yeah. So we've but, got... The dangerous one, which I think Ericsson, um, we, we probably will lose him tonight, will be the Scottish transfer window. That doesn't close till 12. I think, St, yeah. I think St Johnston of showing some interest last minute. Who knows? <laughs> Partick Thistle, he's going to wear that um, silly um, mascot suit of the sun. The, the oh, it? yeah. Yeah, Alan Hansen started his days at Partick Thistle. <laughs> Perhaps he's wearing that kit, that Jesus. sponge outfit. That's bloody scary, is that? <laughs> bloody scary. No, I, I don't think... Yeah, it's, it's easy to point a finger and say, well, he made a load of mistakes, it's his fault, or that player did that at that point, and, and despite, you know, 
two crucial blocks and a load of good tackles in the match, that one thing causes a problem. And I think it's heightened by social media because everybody, everybody has a, um, a view on something. You know, in, in, the, in the olden days, it was just you read your newspaper articles and you got your views from that. Or you watched Match of the Day or Sky Sports or B, or whatever the, the format was. And that's how you got your information. And that's how it was um, disseminated. With social media, everybody has a viewpoint. And, and the, 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 those that shout the loudest often are heard the most, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and I mean, look at the rise of podcasts and, and you know, our, our listener out there, you know, he gets his information from us. And that's how it's done. Um, you know, the, the the views that are prevalent are the ones that get listened to. Yeah. While he yeah. sits on his arm, which is Shanks. Um, yes. Chair. <laughs> yes. And if you listen to this backwards, there's some subliminal messages put in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we lost Marcus Edwards today. Yes. Gone to Vittoria. Yes. Bye bye, Marcus. Yeah, poor lad. He's done. See again. See, he's upset Potch somewhere along the line. He's he's not behaved himself, and uh, he's been hoiked out. And he now permanently now. Yeah. And yeah. and Victor Wanyama, Celtic, um, made a move for him today um, to take him on loan, but he they got very swiftly rejected for that one. Okay. They're not. They'll sell him, but they won't put him on loan. Because his, the, the move to Club Bruges fell through, didn't it? That yeah. yeah. I think I his injuries have, have cost him there. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Lorente is now at Napoli. Um, yes. Yeah. yes. I good, hope, luck, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah, good luck to him against Liverpool in the Champions League. Um, let's, let's hope he scores a hat-trick um, in both games. Um, that's not going to happen, but you never know. Um, we've got an international break. Right, so firstly, we've obviously got this transfer window. If we get through that... And we survived that. Then we've got an international window and no football. Let's, let's face it. No, I know, David, you do like your international football, but let's face it. Can, can not, I just not... say, four games and an international break. What is the absolute fucking point? Yeah. Seriously. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a save every season. It's, I know, and it pisses me off every season. I think if you look back at podcasts of, of previous episodes... And the ones that are before international breaks, I'm saying exactly the same fucking thing. I'm, I'm going to call this conversation number one. Next year, when it comes up again, I'm going to say conversation number one because it'll probably have it at the same time every fucking year. It's pointless. Fuck oh. me. Are, are they friendlies or are these actually competitive games? They are. They are. I think one of them's. I think. Uh... Competitive game. And the other one, I think, not friendly. But I remember, I remember the good old days where, where um, we had the Soviet Union, and we didn't have all these other new countries that had emerged, and we had Yugoslavia. We didn't have all the new countries that emerged, so there were less teams in Europe, and the um, the tournaments had less teams in them, so there were less qualification places. So you were in groups, basically groups of four. So it was, it was England and three other teams, and um, you'd play your domestic games at the weekend you'd play an international game midweek and then you come back for your domestic games at the weekend and that was that you know it wasn't too much too much of a di- disruption really but anyway um so we've, well, we've got the international break and i'm just keeping my fingers crossed i think we all are that we don't pick up any injuries because potentially potentially and i'm probably gonna jinx it now potentially come the palace game we might have everybody back and fit and available almost everybody in contention but um, but sod's will probably get a, a injury along the way um in that time, before the Palace game, the Tottenham women um, they are they kick off their um, their the new 
WSL season this Sunday. In fact, I should say that they played the last um, pre-season match yesterday. Um, they uh, they beat West Ham United um, women. What the first team? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not the men. <laughs> not, not the men. Not the men. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they scored two goals in the last 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 um, nine minutes. Um, they were one nil down, and then they went on to win that two one. And the Tottenham women open their campaign against Chelsea women at Stamford Bridge on Sunday the eighth. Well, this Sunday. Um, so if you can get down and 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 watch the Tottenham women, that would be great. Um, but yeah, we play Palace then um, the following weekend. Uh, very briefly, how do you see that one? Palace historically, over the last few years, they've always games games between Palace have have always been close. They've always tended to be one nil wins for us in the league, I think. And the only exception to that was they beat us in the cup. Last season, I think that was 2-0 at their place, possibly. I can't remember exactly. Um, that was, a, was that a cup game? That was a cup game. But otherwise, it's just been 1-0 wins home and away. And I think we... We, we, won, we, we won 2-0 two nil two first, nil at, at our, our first, first game. Yeah, yeah. don't forget that one. But, but they are they generally, you know, Palace teams, they're, 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 they're well-organised, difficult to break down, etc. Um, and this season, they, they, they seem to have got off to a good start. Despite you know the unrest with with Zaha wanting to move away, and they've obviously lost Wan Bissaka, but they're 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 doing okay. They're they're one of these niggly teams, like you say, they're set up well. But all Premiership teams do set up and play, and they'll play in a certain way against us, and they'll try and frustrate us. They'll try to do what Newcastle did, just sit back and try and nick a goal on the break, and we have to be strong and watch for that. Um, and they're well managed by that senile old fucker Hodgson they really are um, but I think we'll, we'll beat them we're, I've got no reason to believe that we won't David? Yeah um, I, I'm i confident I am confident we're going to play very well against them I think um, it's difficult I, I hate to sort of try and predict uh, results because um it always comes back to bite you in the backside but i'm i'm quite confident that we we the window's now closed i think there's going to be some happiness around the camp and i think we're going to play well i i, I do see us uh, with a odd goal win yeah yeah same four nil <laughs> um okay so we've had the draw for the league cup last Whatever it was last Wednesday, yes. um, we've we've drawn Colchester away. Should should go out, go there and get a result. You'd like to think. I'm, I'm sure Pochettino will, will will field a few of the younger players, maybe the likes of Parrot. I know Parrot. It'll be, won't it? And I look forward to seeing Parrot. And I think he'll be more than capable of doing a lot of damage against Colchester. Mm. I hope he should do. He looks a strong um, man. I think we'll see Tanga and uh, wherever Tanga. Here you go. I can't pronounce his name, Jav. It's, okay. it's like you and you're Sessignon. A good company. That's yep. it. Don't forget, we've got Sessignon to come in as well when he's fit. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. We, we we're blessed with a lot. Of, sorry, like a bolt from the blue. His name popped into my head. Um, yeah, we've got plenty of players to come back. But yeah, is it Tanga? Tang guy, Dembele. No, 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 no. The defender who was good oh. pre-season. Oh, yeah. him, yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I can't think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I, I think he'll play against Colchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, um, his name escapes me. I'm going to look for it now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, uh, tan something or other. Uh, Tanganga. Tanganga, that's it. Yes, yeah. it. Yeah, Tanganga. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we'll we'll see him play. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Tanganga, for forgetting your name. We played them a few years ago, I think, in the FA Cup in 2015-16, away from home. And I think Ben Ben Davis scored his first goal for the club in that match. Um, I wonder if he plays. Um, I hope so. Um, yeah, uh, the other the, um, notable draw last week was the Champions League draw last Thursday. So we've drawn yes. Bayern Munich, Olympiacos, Red Star, Belgrade. Um, so we, we're in a group with two previous winners of the European Cup. I think it's a good draw, actually. Mm. Um, there's a couple of real bad groups of death, um, and again, we could have been we could have drawn some absolute horror teams in there. But uh, yeah, I think we'll do all right in that group. A, a nice trip to Bayern. Um, Bayern would be the nice draw there to go and, to go and see. I think it'd be nice playing them. I think a lot of people would be happy with Bayern. I think a lot of people want yeah. to go and see Bayern. Mm. Um, it's nice to have somebody different. But I'm, I'm so, so loath to sit around. I looked and I thought, oh, that's not a bad group. I'll, I'll settle with that. But I've said that before. And we've stumbled. Yes. Then we've yes. got a really tough group. And you think, oh, well, I can't see us getting through that. Oh, we've just beaten Real Madrid. Oh, we've beaten you. You know, we've beaten all the top boys. So I, uh, I have to say overall, I, I'm pretty pretty happy with it i'm just a bit i was a bit frustrated we weren't in in pot one really and that chelsea got pot one i think that's a bit of a yeah the the, the draws the draws that man city and liverpool got are fucking ridiculous um warm balls yes yes indeed <laughs> yeah we should have enough for um i think i think against over the two matches against Bayern, i think we can get something um, I think somewhere between, I think three or four points, we could we could easily easily. I, I can see us winning one of those matches. Dare I say, even getting four, given getting four, four, four points, I, I don't I don't think I think winning one and losing the other, for example, I, I think it's perfectly fine. It's really for me going to come down to what we do in the other other games, and I think on paper we should. That's a dangerous thing to say because football's not played on paper, but I think we should be able to beat both Olympiacos and Red Star Belgrade at home. Um, and then if we can get something out there away from home, then that should at, least, at the very least get us through the group. Mm. Be nice to start well, though, wouldn't it this time? Yeah, I mean we had yeah yeah oh. it, it, the last season was was we 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 made difficult work of it, but um, season before we we started really really well and 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 we topped the group and and and, and went through. And I. I I don't personally. I don't think it really matters whether you win your group or not. I think the the key thing is. I know that if you win the group in the last sixteen, you're you're drawn away. Um, but that's just for that that one round. It, after that, it, it's if you progress in the competition, it, it's luck of yeah. a draw. And actually, last season we were drawn. We we didn't have that. If you, if you consider it an advantage, we we weren't drawn away because we finished second, and we got Dortmund and we annihilated them at home. And yeah. still, went, still went there and got, got results. I, I, I think the biggest thing is just to qual- just qualify out of your group. Look at Real when two seasons ago when they finished second to us, and they still went on to, you know, get to the final and 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 and, and win it. And you... I didn't, Sergio uh, Ramos, say that, that you only need to play well for like six games a season. 
against Barcelona, and then when you get out of the group, those group games, that, that's all you need. That, that's how that's how Real see the season. They, yeah. There's there's shit all games for them to play, which is absolutely ridiculous and so arrogant. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I can see us getting out of that group quite and and progressing. I don't think it's arrogant. I know for us to even think that. I know we, we've we've had a, maybe there are a few shortcomings we've seen this season. Maybe even longer than that. If you look at our team, you know maybe there are, that we do need a little bit of freshening up here and there. But I, I do think our European f- form has improved. Our, our Champions, our Champions League form since that first season when we were playing our games at Wembley, and um, we've had two two good seasons after that. Last season, obviously, and, and the season before. Uh, and and even if you want to go back further, when we were in the Europa, I, 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 we weren't great, particularly oh, away from home. Particularly we away, away from home. We away were from dreadful. Home. Yeah, we, we should yeah. have. Really, we should have. Well, if if it was a day, you would expect us to actually to win the Europa. If we were in Europa, we would expect to be one of the favourites. I know it takes luck to win something as well, but yeah. you really would put us down one of the favourites, wouldn't you? If, you? if we were in the Champions League, uh, in the Europa this season. And yet then, you know, we were, were just awful. So, yes, we've come on a long way and we that, shouldn't dismiss that. Absolutely. That, that win against Dortmund away from home in the knockout stage was our first win away from home in, the, in, in, in knockout football, in, in Euro, you know, in knockout European football since Crouch in the San Siro in wow. Feb- February 2011 so you know people I remember Poch getting a lot of criticism that first season when we were at um, Wembley uh, and, and you know and rightfully so in one sense because the performances were poor against Munich uh, sorry against Monaco and then particularly against Leverkusen that was yes. awful that was really awful that game but yes. um, th- th- this was a wider problem our European football had performance had been poor over a lot, lot longer period um, and they definitely have improved and I, and I do I I feel as though we are a, at the very least a top 16 team in Europe I thought I, I, you know I, I'd, I'd be disappointed if we get didn't get to knockout stage um, and, and after that who knows it, it's knockout football so, you know I think at that point um, everybody's got a chance of, of, of doing well, well in, 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 in the Champions League. It's a weird competition because in many ways it's very it's difficult to win because of the, because of the, the calibre of teams. But at the same time, I still feel it's also very open. Um, that you know, because if it was just down to calibre, then Barcelona surely should win it every year, for example. Yet they don't. Um, and yeah, surprises happen along the way. I mean, I mean, Barcelona, as far as I'm concerned, on paper should have should have beaten Liverpool and got to the final last season and they already had one foot in the door firmly in the, in, in, and and then they screwed it up in the second leg so I think that yeah come the the latter stages I think it's 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 open but we need we need to put ourselves in that position and I think we're more than capable of doing that um let's finish off with two questions firstly from Darren Pamenta his twitter handle is at dasp1919 he says, we beat Villa and got a point away at City and Arsenal. Disappointing loss to Newcastle. But overall, how do you rate our start to the season? David? Uh, well, we go back to the half full and half empty, don't I? Where I sort of was balancing on that. I It's only too easy to get rather caught up with the Newcastle game. Aston Villa, that's got more to do with the team selection um, and the Ericsson situation. I, and, and if we sort that out, um, the Aston Villa one will pale into insignificance in a sense there's still three points Newcastle played pretty well um, 
it was <laughs> uh, you did well last week on the podcast it was an awful game to have to talk about after that and it, it was like watching the migrating crabs on on christmas island uh, going sideways that's all we saw was the ball going sideways and it's too easy to get caught up and, and judging our whole season so i i would say satisfactory B plus satisfactory because I was pleased with yesterday overall, and that's going back to the question from the other guys that um, Zoe and what have you done. We, we, how do we feel? Was it good or bad? And and I've, uh, giving it 24 hours, I think. Well, you know what? It was a hectic game. Those are the sort of games we often say we could have lost, but we didn't. In fact, it was nice to see the faces of the, the Arsenal fans as they got rather a bit of a smack backside with two nil down and it's Arsenal you should do that to us and so now we're doing it to them um, but yeah I, I would say B plus and, and I'm quite happy so far um, um, I'll, I'll go I'll go B and if you want to include the transfer window business that we've done and um, what we'd, I, I would probably say um, an A minus um, if you look at who we shipped out and who we bought in um, let's not forget that um, La Celso and, and Dombele were wanted by bigger teams than us um, and we got rid of Janssen and we've got some good players coming through in, in Tanganga he remembered his name um, and Parrot as well so yeah A- minus um, so far hmm. it, oh, that, uh, ever the optimist and positive spin on it um, because I know there's people out there that are going to go, it's all right, it's a C minus, it's a D, we Wait. shouldn't have lost against Newcastle, it's all doom and gloom, we lost a two goal lead. And uh, No, don't look at it. If you, if you go through life looking at things like that, you'll go to an early grave. There's absolutely no point in it. Look at the positives in life and smile for fuck's sake. So yeah, A minus. Yeah, I think that. Um, I mean, what is it? Only four games in, in, into the season. Um, mm. There, there, so there's a lot of football to be played, um, and I think points will be dropped. And I think there are lots of points there to be won. And you know, and historically, we start off slowly, so um, there, there are reasons to be opt- opt- optimistic. The only thing that slightly concern, concerns me is I don't know how many points we are behind. City, but we're what seven points behind? I think sorry, five points behind City, and I think seven behind Liverpool. At Probably. this point, Probably. yeah, and that's quite a you know, in seasons gone by, that would be, be fine because you'd, you'd, you'd at that early in the season you'd expect those teams to drop points, and um, I, they they don't really. The trouble is, neither Liverpool or City drop many points at the moment. We're, let's not beat around the bush here. We're not competing with Liverpool or City. We are not competing with them. We are competing with um, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea and whoever else wants to go for one of those top four places. That's who we're competing with. So, do, you I, think, I, do, you think that gap will, do you think that gap will become bigger over the course of the season or do you think we can narrow it down? Um, consistency comes in there. If we can be consistency, we can finish five points behind them and it will, you know, will give us hope. I don't think it will. I, if I'm, I don't think the gap will be as big as it was last season. Yeah. I think I think we'll be closer, but I don't think that we'll get any closer than we are now. I think we're going to be top by January, right? And then Levy's going to get the checkbook out. And we're going to sign Dybala, and then it's going to go all all Rodney Marsh, Malcolm Allison, Tino Espria, Kevin Keegan. 
shaped for us. And you should lay off the night nurse, Jeff. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, we're gonna then plumb the, it down the table. All the Sainsbury's custard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> A cocktail of night nurse and Sainsbury's jo- custard. Jo- joking aside, Dybala, um he hasn't gone. He's still at Juve. The window is about to close in Italy. Um, can he play? Could... Can he play right back? Uh, no, but he is another option up front, and we 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 are starved of options up front. Let's face it, um, he, he, you know, uh, and, and he's quite versatile. He he can play as a striker, he can play off a striker. Um, he could be that that little bit of stardust that that, that we need. He's, he's another Argent, Argentinian player. I mean, cheeky bit in January. Um, who's who's the Argentinian right back? Let's get him in. Um, I, I, Foyt. Foyt. Is it Foyt? Well, there you go. We've already got him. Um, we'll just we'll just turn into Argentina m- minus Messi. The only problem we have is the amount of English players or homegrown, should we say? Because otherwise, Dyak is not is not English as far as mm. UEFA are concerned. But that's the problem we've got. Is still who the, the squad will name for the Champions League and how many um, um, homegrowns we get. If we get you know uh, guys like Dybala, it, it's going to rather distort the whole thing again. Yeah, that 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 is a consideration. I think we'll we'll, we'll name people like Parrot uh, in the Champions League squad to get to get that up. Mm. He's Irish, though. Is he? Oh bollocks! Yeah. <laughs> what about Tangango? Yeah. Is he is he British? I think I think I think he is possibly. Well, and what's the what's the know. weird thing about the young once young players and they've uh, been here? They they count as homegrown, or is that just for the Premiership and not the Champions League? Because there's something silly like um, if a player has been with a club for for so long, he's under a certain age, you count them as homegrown. Am I yeah. getting that right? No, I think you right. think you are. I think Parrot will be. I think Parrot does qualify as homegrown actually, um, because he's on our youth books. I don't think being um, it's a Republic of Ireland, isn't it? He is. Um, I don't think that's an issue. Um, it's just where they start off. That's why we lost Dyer because he started his time in Portugal. Yes. So so the Portuguese could. Um, technically, uh, a Portuguese side could name him as homegrown. Yeah, there you go. There's a there's a name. Will we ever see Dyer again in any kind of form for us? Yeah, he's, uh, been, he's been injured. He's been injured, and he's had all these little problems, um, like like Lamella did. Lamella's now getting some games under his belt, and we're starting to see the real Lamella. Whether that's good enough is something else. But he, he's, he, a, he's a good enough squad player, that's for sure. So um, so. The amount of injuries that we seem to be picking up and getting, do we think that's a cause for concern? Yes, I do. And I was thinking about that today, that these injuries. And and what we didn't do yesterday is coming back to yesterday's game. Arsenal pressed us, as, as Liverpool press and Man City particularly press, their six seconds to get the ball back, like Barcelona do. And that's where we, we started out under Pochettino. Mm. It's that press, press, press. But we don't press anymore. We don't do that high press. We we do sit back, and I wonder whether they've, with, with the advice of the backroom staff who look after these players, um, whether we we're, we're not giving as much on the press in order to preserve the bodies a little bit better. I don't know. I, I did. Guess... I, I did wonder that. I I wonder whether. Yeah, but because of injury, whether that high press, whether that the intensity with with which we train and play, whether that's that in the long term causes injury. So you look at you look at twenty fifteen sixteen that season we were chasing Le- Leicester. Apart from Yana Vertonghen, 
everybody else was generally fit. Kane played the, the whole of that season. That Toby did, etc. And since then, we you know, every season players get injured. Um, and also fatigue. I remember that season towards the end that there was some tiredness, and I wonder whether um, we uh, we're not doing that because because of uh, because possibly you know playing that sort of without in- in- intensity co- um, causes in- injuries. Um, I don't know. Um, what we do know is the physios. They do talk to Potch, and they say, look, that they they put them. I don't know what they do with them, where they sort of stick a sock it up there jacksy and, and press a button and it does tell them whatever it is it tells them that the, the player is liable to um sustain an injury they, they will check them out and they say to potch you know he's played this many games and we're not happy i think deli ali could pull a hamstring if you play him this weekend that's the information he gets so of course when we turn around and say hang on a minute why is more on the bench you know well it's possibly because the physios have said you know what rest him this week that's information that we don't ever uh, are never party to and that's how they uh, we, we found all this out a little while ago how much they they monitor these players very very minute you know the what's happening what's happened to to, to Don Bele? I mean he's suddenly injured and again I wonder if that's just he he's not not that he can't cope but he's just not used to playing at this moment in time playing and training uh, the Pochettino way. Um, who knows? Um, final question. It's one on Christian Eriksen. I should just add, uh, obviously, that window is rapidly, it's, it's approaching 9 o'clock UK time, so there's a couple of hours left of the Spanish window, and it looks so Eriksen's going no, n- nowhere. Um, should add that yesterday, I thought he was one of our best players on, on, on the pitch. I thought he was absolutely superb. Mm. Yeah, he was. Uh, you guys, yeah. Yeah. There, there was a there was a lot of good performances. Winks, I thought Lamella, uh, Ericsson, um, uh, yeah, Sissoko again um, in his headless chicken roll. I thought um, Lacelso as well. But no, there were there were, he was Ericsson was good yesterday. So final question is from Karim Cronfly, and he says uh, discussion point re Ericsson. One thing about him never having signed a contract extension is he is still on a relatively low weekly wage. People complaining will lose him for nothing. Maybe should appreciate how much we haven't paid him for over the last five years. Um, so he signed his last contract back in 2016, the end of 2016, as in, as in the, or the beginning of the 2016-17 season. If you recall, a few months into that season, there was talk of him, you know, would he sign a contract and, and, and not. And I think at some point, it might have been October or something like that, October or November, he, he he signed a contract. He sort of coincided around about the same time where he scored that hat-trick against the Republic of Ireland in a World Cup playoff game. Um, but I I get what Carrie was saying, but I don't really have any sympathy in that case for Ericsson because that's of his own making. There have been opportunities since then for him and for other players. Toby's in the same same boot, but he's not had a new contract since since the first one that he signed for when he signed for for, for the club in twenty fifteen. He's had the he, I suppose he's had the extension last season. I don't know if that the, the terms of that um whether that extension includes a pay rise or not, but um these players have had opportunities since then, in the case of Ericsson, since twenty sixteen, to sign a new contract and to get a pay rise. And they've decided not to 
you know, for whatever reason, whether that's they don't want to sign it, whether they, they, they're just keeping their options open. Um, I don't know that I've got any sympathy with, with, with Ericsson in this case. They know what they're getting into when they sign these deals. Um, I think with Ericsson, I think he, um, he, I don't know if his head was turned or he perceived that he's should be playing for a bigger club than Spurs and all his agents put that in his head that he could do better and more money elsewhere so don't sign what what if they're unwilling to sign new deals what what will concern me is if they're unwilling to sign new deals or the, the stalemate for Jan Toby um, Christian can't be broken is that they all leave on a free um, because their deals will be up in the next year or two and they will just go somewhere else on a free and that will hurt the club more I think it's so unlike um, Spurs and Levy to allow that to happen but these are slightly different days now um, I I come back to the same um, point I always make with these players seem to have their head turned it's agents they are scum of the earth as far as I'm concerned not all of them but there are so many that really just sit back and then just mess with the heads of their um, the, the players they've got under them like Christian Eriksen look you know you can play for anybody you know I can get you double your money he's on Christian Eriksen's on £75,000 a week um, and I, I think Eriksen probably was alright about it um, I don't know what he's been offered Obviously, it'd be at least double. Um, if you look, actually, um, Tungai, I, I went through, I just got a, how how accurate this is, I, I know, is, is, is debatable. But uh, Ndembele's been, um, is being paid £200,000 a week, the same as Harry Kane. So you, you'd say, well, if Christian Eriksen were to sign a new contract at his age, he will certainly get uh, the same money as Harry and, and, uh, and Dembele. I don't think you get more, but um, a good payout. And I wonder if he will <coughs> re-sign. And it's maybe about um, Levy having to dip in his pocket and give the, uh, the, t- the agent a little envelope. That's what the agent wants. And then the agent will probably tell Christian, you know what? Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're pretty good here, lad. Stick with it. Yeah, stick with Spurs. And I, I think that's maybe what it would be down to. Will we ever know? Probably not. But that's my that's my fear. It's always the agents. They are just they're almost ruining football. They're leeches. Mm. Uh, if you if you think of the the the, the, the amount of money that the the the, the super agents, uh, Mino Raiola and all those kind of people make out of the game, and then you get this is the richest period in football ever, and yeah. it, it, it can't be sustained. But when you get clubs like Berry going out of business because they're not, it's it's utterly ridiculous the money that is just being drained from, you know that, that's that's why the, all these mega deals have to be signed with TV companies for the rights is because the money is getting drained out of the sport. Yeah, well, Manchester right. United, Manchester United paid Mino Raiola forty-five million to facilitate the Paul Pogba transfer. Now you you put that, he'll take that. He's half Dutch, half Italian, Mino Raiola. Um, and he'll have his account in the Bahamas. Um, hopefully the bank's been washed away now. But that money's gone out the game. It's gone out 
abroad so we don't even get the tax off of it in this country and then the other side of it just as you said John, Berry have gone under for probably less than a million um it's 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 obscene isn't it the whole thing the whole system's obscene this is a whole other conversation i know not to do with spurs but but it is to do with spurs because this all this underlying underhand business um it's almost like a mafia below the level of of what we watch you know and then one day football breaks out oh marvelous Bringing it back to yesterday's opponents, um, and there's a, there's a horrible parallel that I'm about to draw. Um, they they moved into a new stadium. They had money which they owed, um, and 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 they obviously were in a position where they had to pay the cost for that stadium, and they, they meant they couldn't necessarily go and splash out on certain players. And uh, they also found themselves themselves in a situation where they started to lose players on on free transfers. Um, but that, and, uh, that was more of the way that um, they were managed and they got to a certain um, age and they wouldn't renew them they, they would only give them short term deals but is that exactly not the situation that we find not necessarily with Ericsson but with, with Toby and Jan that we're, that we're well, going to find ourselves they're, they're both 30 plus will we ever know the truth of it will we ever know the truth of this window of course what's not. happened um, it's, who knows it's um, not ours to know no no, it's not. I suppose <laughs> we can only um, carry on speculating. Yeah, speculate. Right. On that depressing note, um, the next podcast will be recorded in about two weeks' time. Uh, a week, sorry, a week Sunday, the day after the Crystal Palace game, Sunday the fifteenth of um, September. What month are we in September? Um, until then, um, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, David. Cheers, we're John. all off. We're all off to watch England versus Kosovo or some lowly ranked team. Um, until next time, um, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. Come on Tottenham, the base of bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run onto that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal so bloody show you are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out 